The following is a podcast from St. George's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. We invite you to support the ministries of St. George's Church through a one-time or reoccurring donation. To give, visit our webpage, www.stgeorgeschurch.org. The word saint is spelled in full. St. George's is a vibrant and inclusive community that is committed to loving God, serving others, and changing the world. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. be seated. Good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, thank you all for welcoming me back to St. George's this morning. It's a real privilege for me to be back in this pulpit. I gave my very first sermon here as a seminarian, so this is a special place for me. Even though the pulpit, I guess, is a little different now. Everything <laughs> looks great. And I'm excited to be discussing this gospel about our friend Legion this morning. The story of Jesus healing a man possessed by demons might seem a little strange at first, because of course we live in a time where the idea of demon possession and exorcism is not really in the mainstream. So we could spend some time comparing our modern concept of mental illness to demon possession, or we could talk about how Legion has lost his identity to these demons and how Jesus restores his identity just as he restores us to our own identities. But I'm going to take us a different route this morning because what interests me the most about this gospel is Jesus' response to the healed man at the end of the reading. Naturally, after being healed, the man formerly called Legion wants to follow Jesus and to be with him. We can't really blame him, right? And even though Jesus is often saying, follow me, come and follow me, in this case, he does not invite the man to follow him. Even though he begs to follow him, Jesus sends him away firmly, saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Jesus asked this man to stay in his hometown, the place that had rejected him and chained him to a tomb. And he asked him to stay there and to be a living witness to Jesus' power in his life. And if you think about it, if the man left and followed Jesus, it would be easy for this community to forget all about Jesus and the miracle he did there. Indeed, it might be an even important, greater commission for this man to remain and stay in this town and remind Jesus, remind this town about Jesus and his power particularly since we hear that this town is afraid of Jesus and seized by fear, and they ask him to leave. So the man formerly called Legion has a very important job to stay in his town and be a living testimony to the power of Jesus. And this, of course, leads me to think about how all of us are called to be living testimonies to Jesus. Just like the man known as Legion as Christians, we're called to share how Jesus has changed our lives. But of course, that isn't what we always end up doing. And I'm certainly just as guilty of this as anyone else. In fact, I recently attended my 10th college reunion. And of course, if you've been to one of these things, you know what they're like. The big question is, what are you doing? Which really means, what's your job? And I answered this question many times over the weekend. And one person asked me why I became a priest. And regretfully, I really fumbled my answer. I don't remember what I said exactly, but now I wish that I had said that I became a priest because I wanted to offer my life as testimony to Christ. What I said instead was kind of wishy-washy. And so this gospel is helping me to refocus on my purpose as a Christian and our own, all of our purposes as Christians. We're meant to point towards the one who shows the way. We're meant to tell others how Jesus has been present in our lives so that they can search for how he is present in their own lives. 
And I could end my sermon here, you know, summer length, and, <laughs> and suggest that you all spend the week thinking about how Jesus has changed your life and encourage you to share it with those around you. And I would like for you to do that. But I think it would be a little cowardly for me not to share one way that Jesus has changed my own life to get us started, hopefully get the ball rolling. And for me, Jesus has been most profoundly present in the life of my eldest son, James. And you wouldn't know it looking at him now. He's about three, and he's quite tall and active and robust. But James had a very rough start in his life. He was born with a congenital heart defect, and we didn't discover it until he was about five days old and went into cardiac arrest. And we were very lucky that he was already in the NICU because he'd had trouble breathing since birth. And they were able to stabilize him quickly and transfer him to a bigger hospital where he had surgery about four days later. And the surgery was a success and he went home just three days after. The whole thing was sort of over before we even knew it began. And while the end of our story is a happy one, I always like to start with the end, right? <laughs> I, there were some definitely some moments in there that, as you can imagine, where things didn't look so good. It wasn't always obvious we were gonna get a happy ending. And I have found that to come from moments of darkness like that to moments that I get to enjoy every day, watching him you know, drive me crazy, climb all over things, jump off things, makes it hard for me not to believe in the resurrection. These moments make it hard for me not to believe in Jesus. So I share James' story with you this morning to hopefully inspire you to share your own stories. I pray that you find the courage to tell someone how Jesus has changed your life. Because if we are not sharing our stories, then we are not doing what Jesus has asked us to do. He has instructed us to go around the town proclaiming how much he has done for us. So what are you waiting for? Amen. <laughs>